morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, my man, we are amidst technical issues that if we were if we were smaller men, we would we would let frustrate us and cause us <laughs> to not do professional radio. That's right, dude. We're radio we're men, here. though. We're uh, we're men of the microphone. We're broadcast men. <laughs> we're so. microphone men. That's it's right. It's like it's like it's like <laughs> it's like the the Minutemen from the Revolutionary War. That's Just right. different. Yeah. <laughs> Just requiring no courage or sacrifice whatsoever, you know. Yes, exactly. Uh, in all other we're ways, ma- though, we are we are like that. So. We're magic mic men, is what we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly, 100%. dude. Exactly. exactly. So you can see Ted, me. I can't see you. Yes. Uh, so yes. Little... It's an it's an awkward dynamic. It is an awkward um, dynamic. Would it would it feel be- would, would it would it put you at ease, Ted? Mm-hmm. If I turned, uh, if I turned your camera off, so that we were both on the same playing field, dude, one thousand percent, it would put me at ease. Yeah, turn that thing off. Would it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well then, well then, let me mm-hmm. let, let me do this for you, brother. Hold on. As, as I try to figure out how to do it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Great radio, scintillating yeah. for yeah. the people. There we go. There we go, yeah. Ted. We are we are both blind as bats. Love it. Equally yoked. You. you don't see me. Yeah. All I can do is hear hear your beautiful voice. It's a true radio show now. Yeah, it really is. It yeah. really is just radio. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. 100%. Ted, how how's the we uh, aside from the last five minutes? Yeah. that we've been working, you know, on this junk. To, how, how's the week been? Man, pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. Not a good, bad week. Yeah, good week of teaching. Good week of classes. We uh, we got to see the sun again this week, so it's actually oh, beaming yeah. through my office windows as we speak, and uh, yeah, it's going to be like. 60 and sunny today so excited to to get out in that and do some things and you know i got a sparring session coming up this afternoon that i'm fired up about so uh nice. yeah life is good man it's a it's going to be a normal saturday so excited that's awesome. yeah that's yeah. awesome really excited. cool yeah really cool well we got uh fun topics to get to today ted we're actually going to start out with an ask coach cluck love it all right uh and this is uh this is one uh coming from aaron deary uh, he sent it over on the X or okay. the Twitters, you right know, on. depending on how old school you are. Aaron wants to know this, Ted, and I think uh, the rest of the world with Aaron wants to know this from you. <laughs> okay. Okay. He says this. He says, are there going to be any more adventures with flex books? Oh, man. When should we expect? Dude, the people. The people have the people spoken. Demand it, dude. Well, let me, let me say this to Aaron Deary. Number one, very sweet of him to ask. Uh Number two, if I could do a flex book once a year for the rest of my life, I would be so happy and so creatively satisfied. Um, and I'll, I'll say this. I've got a couple irons in the fire with Gut Check Press, my publishing company. We're working on another Cluck essay collection. So, uh, you know, Ted Cluck 2. Um, 
essay collection volume two will be a follow-up to a book called a hard thing on a beautiful day which was kind of my first essay collection circa a few years ago so we've got another essay collection in the works and i'll tell you aaron deary i have another flex graphic novel 90 percent of the way written and i probably need to get that out as well um I love doing those too. Maybe, yeah, maybe twenty twenty four. I I really love doing those, and the thing of it is, from a production standpoint, they're they're a little bit tougher to do because they require illustrations, and so we have to engage the the great Megan Barada, uh, who did she didn't do all the illustrating for the Flex series, so those those were done through Harvest House Publishers, the first two. Uh, editions of, of Flex. And then the third volume, The Dog Lives, which is my favorite one, uh, we did through my company, Gut Check Press, and Megan Barada was our illustrator. She did a phenomenal job. Uh, yeah. We had a, a book launch out here at my university, which was a blast. And uh, I've actually had a ton of the little kids from my church are clamoring for another Flex book. So uh, I need to get that out before they're all grown up and they, d- they no longer care about me. Um, which is a, which is a sad thing to think about, but, uh, but no, man, I'm, I'm fired up about it. And it's actually, it's a little bit different plot wise than the other flex books. There's kind of an action element to it. Um, it, it actually engages the Nakatomi Plaza, uh, in Los Angeles. So, uh, it, it's got a bunch of hat tips to die hard and, uh, a bunch of fun stuff in it. So I think, uh, I think Aaron Deary will love it. And, um, I've loved writing it. So that's the that's awesome. Dude. That's the deal, man. Yeah. I Flex's greatest adventure yet. Yeah, dude. It actually off the air, Josh, remind me. I'll tell you a little bit about the genesis of that story. It involves okay. a mutual acquaintance of ours. Um oh, not right. Zach. Um <laughs> Okay. A mutual acquaintance not, who's that, that you start naming. <laughs> well, you start working down the list. A mutual acquaintance. It's a short list. <laughs> yeah, a, a mutual acquaintance with a a rather large social media presence. Let's oh just say gosh. that, yeah, uh, dude. I wish I could get into the whole thing, but I'll kind of yeah. get into the some of the plot points. Um, so Flex has in in the series his girlfriend is KK, who's my wife, and um, yeah. she becomes like. Well, no, I'm not going to explain it. It's too much. It's too much to get into. Um, you just you, you just killed the audience, dude. They were all on the edge of their seats. I know, but they're going to have to get the book now. They're going to get the book. Yeah, now. look yeah. at that, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah yeah it's marketing people. Yeah, marketing, marketing genius right here. You know, I'm a marketing well, hopefully, guy. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this year, dude. Like, yeah, I, I hope know so too. we all want it. We all want it. We're all yeah. uh, we're all excited for it. I think I think your graphic novels, like I just just from the you know just from the short time that we've been friends. Yeah, I've seen you know the way that you talk about your graphic novels versus the way you talk about other projects. Yeah. is very different. Yeah, your your graphic novels are very close to your heart. They, they really are, are passion projects for you. I think because I love kids and i love mm, childhood yeah. you know and i love yeah. the excitement of reading in childhood if that makes sense um mm. my mom used to uh she used to take me to our our carnegie library in town and it was like the nicest building in our town and you know she'd take me in there and i'd, I'd browse the the stacks for hours and she was an avid reader and uh she she helped me fall in love with reading at a young age yeah. so uh yeah I've, cool. I've got a soft spot for for kids books for reading um, and I, I love writing these stories because I think 
children's books have gotten gradations like fantastical. You know, everybody's doing the the kind of science fiction fantasy thing, and there's these are grounded in the in the here and now, and I think that makes them kind of unique. So nice, yeah. nice, yeah, I love for it for sure. All right, Aaron. Well, we we await with you uh, for the next Flex uh, graphic novel. Hopefully soon. Sounds like it's it's well on its way. Yep. And uh, looking forward to that. That's gonna be that's gonna be really really cool. Absolutely. Really cool. All right, Ted. Well, uh, we have a a a a plethora, a myriad, if you will, of yeah. topics that we could go through today. And I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with the first one, Ted. Uh, we're we're into February now. Uh-huh. Okay. And we are in the prime the prime moment in most people's lives where the New Year's resolutions that they had set. This is where they die. Yeah. True. They make it a month. You know. They 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 get that one book out of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. They they they've been to the gym a couple times. Whatever it is. And this is where things die. Okay. Mm-hmm. My question to you first is where are you on new year's resolutions because this is this is a highly debated topic i have found that's strange within i within the christian you know the christian realm and yeah it's very overly spiritualized but i want to know sure i would say i don't care about new year's resolutions or the topic in the sense that like here's the thing i would say i'm committed to very few things but what i'm committed to i'm really committed to like i've I've worked out like illness and injuries notwithstanding every week of my life since I was 13, <laughs> you know, like I've, right, right. I've done some version of sprinting, lifting, jumping, running, um, boxing, some version of that every week of my life since I was 15, not because I'm some super disciplined aesthetic dude, but just because I like it. And it's it's part of the rhythm of my life. I would say, you know, Bible reading is this is the same. Not and and that doesn't go back as far. I certainly wasn't reading the Bible consistently sure. when I was young, sure. and to my shame, even as a young adult, I didn't read the Bible consistently. But I would say the last twelve, thirteen years, um, it's been pretty consistent every morning, and I'm I'm trying to read through the Bible every year. You know. Um, with some exceptions, if I've got some other other books going, I'll I'll deviate from that a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I would say, dude, by way of routine and by way of commitment, those are the only two things I'm really that committed to, you know. And everything else is kind of catch as catch can. So, yeah. um, I don't do the New Year's resolution thing. I don't get excited about it. I don't feel like I go through this cycle of. Oh my gosh, I've got to fix this in my life or I've got to sure, start sure, this sure. new thing or that new thing or whatever and I don't I'm not on social media so I'm not tying it to like a performative moment like hey world, I'm doing X, you know. Um I don't where are you at on it though? Yeah, no, I think it's interesting because I think people long for a new start in in things. Sure. And I think naturally just like culturally we've deemed January 1st to be that time where yeah. it's a it's a new year, it's a new you, right? Sure. So I think I think people genuinely want a time where they can like have where it is like okay, this is the time now where I'm going to reverse everything that I don't like about myself. I'm going to put everything into change. But I think when you do that, and I don't know if it is, I don't know if, you know, that, that that's an interesting conversation too, whether or not the New Year's resolution kind of thing has just been exploded by social media, which I think yeah. it probably has. Yeah. But I think it sets, I think 
the whole concept of the New Year's resolution sets people up to fail. Yeah. I think it sets people up to be discouraged because yeah. it is a very performative thing. Yes. And you're almost, almost it, even if you're not doing it for other people, it's almost a performative thing for yourself. Yeah. And then I, like, I'm going to set myself up on this pedestal to completely change something that's probably been habit for the last 10 years. Yeah. And I'm going to completely change it now starting January 1st. And yeah. that's just not how change happens. Right. Like it, it's a slow and steady thing. Like yeah. most people just go cold turkey on whatever it is. Yeah. And and don't have the self-discipline or maybe the 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 I would say the 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 accountability around them to continue that, you know. Yeah. No, I know it. And I think you know, we mentioned marketing earlier. I think this is very much tied to marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Like January 1st rolls around and you're getting all the fitness ads and all the change your life in this way or that way ads. And, For and sure. you know, there's more products than there's ever been. And, and people do... People do long for a fresh start. Josh, I think people long for purpose, you know, and mm-hmm. at the risk of over-spiritualizing this conversation, you know... I think before I was really walking closely with the Lord, I I felt that longing for my life to have meaning and my life to feel like it had meaning. Yeah. And I was looking for that in, you know, essentially all the wrong places, like fresh starts or, you know, I'm going to try to be famous in this way or that way, or I'm going to, you know, look for it in, in, the adulation of other people or often the wrong people or whatever. And, and what I really needed was Christ. You know, I needed the sure and steady anchor and that doesn't mean I'm always making all the right choices now, dude, there's still things I struggle with and things that I should probably have new year's resolutions on. You know, I feel like KK and I at the, at the risk of getting boring, um, dude, we, we ride this roller coaster of, we're bad for each other in all the same ways. Like we both love decadence and like, Mm, you know, evening decadence of all kinds. And, you know, we'll overdo it for a few weeks and then we'll dial it back. And, you know, that's one area of life in which I'm, I'm really not that disciplined, you know? Sure, um, sure. It's like, hey, if a cigar is great today, I bet another one would be great tomorrow. You know, it's like <laughs> truth. Um, truth. Yeah, I, I just true. I yeah. have trouble moderating in some of those ways, you know, but I yeah. don't have trouble being disciplined, you know, to go to the gym or get my running in or get my sparring in or whatever, because I love those things, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the interesting part of the conversation, too, is New Year's resolutions are never made with things that you're already doing or you already like. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like I'm going to wake up and be like, I have a New Year's resolution to smoke more cigars this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You know, like, it's never something that yeah. you're already, already good at. Yeah, you know? that's right. And I think, I think people genuinely are just looking for hope yeah. in, in ways that they see themselves deficient. Yeah. And I see the New Year's resolution as kind of the the false the false floor of an answer to that. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's an interesting convo because I was always, you know, growing up, it was always, you know, oh, New Year's resolutions are bad. Why would you do that? You let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I'm just like, okay, mm. I think there's more to the convo. Oh, okay, so that, that that's interesting though. I want to lean into that for 30 seconds. So yeah, yeah. Again, being not on social, I don't see how people are leveraging or over spiritualizing certain moments. So that would be sure. sort of the over spiritualize it Christian response to to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. It's it's they they look at the New Year's resolution 
and they say, okay, you know, it's basically making a false vow. So yeah. it's like, you know, oh, interesting. You know, instead yeah. of instead of making this vow, you know, scripture tells us just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't don't be making all of these promises that mm-hmm. you know you're not sure you're not going to keep. So yeah. you know, again, I I think I think it's part of the conversation. I don't think that's the conversation like like end. Yeah. You know, because often those conversations when. You know, certain people will bring that out to them. That is the end of the conversation. <laughs> They're yeah. like, "Well, you know, you know, what, what else is there? To, to, what else is there to say? I just, yeah. I just Bible juked you. You know, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Um, but, but I do think there's some validity to that in that you know we we put so much hype and so much pressure on the thing itself. Yeah. We forget like what actually makes the thing successful. Isn't it interesting, Josh? How the Bible juke is a real conversation killer. You know what I mean? Dude, and it, it, it's every time, dude. Yeah, and and it's like this unassailable thing, but it in do, in being that it really shuts down conversation. And I think you know, you and I as as people who like to connect with other people and have the chance to do discipleship and kind of have conversations with people, I think what we most want to do is keep conversations going while at the same time, you know, not compromising our doctrinal distinctives and the things we sure, believe sure, and sure. and that can be such a tricky thing to do but yeah it seems to me that the last thing you would want to do is completely shut down a conversation i don't know well no yeah i completely agree and i i have seen it used in in that way where it's you know like you'll be talking about something that that you know might not be you know sin or not right yeah. it, and, and maybe maybe left more up to conscience right yeah. yeah and then the person you're talking to will just pull out the well you know the bible says this and it's yeah. it's loosely it's loosely connected sure but then you can but then you you can tell like yeah. that is the end of the conversation for them yeah you know yeah. and you're like well i th- i thought we were I, th- I mean i feel like there's more to discuss yeah i don't think it's just as black or white as that but apparently yeah. to you it is yeah. And and then any any attempt to kind of further along the conversation is usually met with, yeah, uh, you know, just a, an obvious desire to stop the conversation. I think uh, one of the hardest yeah. things about the faith is knowing when and where to draw lines and when and where to kind of be open handed. And I one of the things I've seen just being kind of in the evangelical world my whole life is there's a real desire to put lines around everything you know um and and it's kind of like me with evening decadence or cigars or whatever like if one's good then another one would be better you know and it's like right i think that we do the same thing with you know uh doctrinal distinctives like hey if i if i know exactly what to do about the inerrancy of scripture then wouldn't it follow that i would know exactly what to do about how to educate my kids or whatever and exactly exactly. you know we end up drawing these lines around everything and oftentimes things that don't need lines around them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 100% true, man. 100% yeah. true. Um, so, okay, kind of kind of in line with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have a question for you because mm-hmm. I've got one in my head, but I want to know if you can. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. So if it yeah, takes go. you a second to, to think of one, then that's okay. Yeah. But I have a question here that I've been wanting to ask you for a long time. And it's oh. been in my topics list. Interesting. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you now because it's kind of akin to what we're talking about. Okay. All right. I want you to try to recall the most awkward dinner you have ever had, mm. and talk about it on the air. <laughs> now it doesn't have to be like 
it doesn't have to be family. I mean, I mean, you, 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 yeah. you know, with, with, with the life that the, that the Lord has given you, yeah, you have had, I, I guarantee you this is true. Yeah. You have had many more opportunities for awkward dinners than me. I've had some wild <laughs> ones, dude. I've had dude, some wild I, ones. And I want, I want yeah. to hear, I want to hear the most awkward dinner or, or the top, you know, maybe the top two. Maybe this is, three. this is a fun topic. And I know what's going to happen is I'll tell a couple stories <laughs> And then KK will listen to the app, and she'll be like, "Dude, you left out the blah blah dinner," and I'll, and I'll be like, "Yes, that was." Well, then we'll do a part two. Yeah, we'll do a part two, and then you know, you know, it's stuff like that that yeah. that, uh, that that goes on the Patreon. Dude, I'm gonna I'm warm up my answer. Yeah, and the Patreon is coming, people. So yeah, uh, you're gonna have a chance to uh, to get to get some new content, some new Cluck Podcast content. Cluck we, uncensored. Cluck uncensored. Cl- conspiracy Ted. You know, yeah. we'll. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll start tugging at those balls. ASMR Ted. ASMR Ted. Yeah, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be a a fabulous time. But dude, I'll warm up this answer by telling a very fresh story from last night. All right. Oh, last night. Last. Yeah, last night KK and I went to. We had to go to Nashville for um, a visitation. You know, a, a visitation of an extended. Uh, family member like on the in-law side who had passed away and so oh, we got okay. to to go and be with family and have that experience but then um, it was just the two of us in Nashville so we were like let's get a good meal let's get something that we can't get in in Jackson and uh, so we ended up going to a Thai place KK loves Thai food where you got on Thai food uh, only had it a few times loved it every time I had it yeah we really enjoy it yeah. we don't have good Thai uh, here in Jackson, so we we pull up to this Thai place and um, and we go in and <laughs> we're seated kind of in this alcove, but we were seated right next to a really loud table of old drunk people. All right, yeah. so these oh, these people oh, were like dude. sixty years old. It was two couples. They were hammered. Yeah, they were yeah. telling loud. At a Thai place. Yeah, hammered at a Thai place, <laughs> drinking like Sapporo beer. Yeah, no free yeah. shoutouts. Like they, Buffalo Wild Wings is down the road, people. Yeah, Why exactly. You, you want to go be loud and drunk somewhere? Like I'm sure you've got a McMansion around here that you could have yes, just done this at your house. Exactly. But um, rather than paying like twelve bucks for a watered down like Japanese beer or whatever. But anyway, right. they're telling the loud stories. They're hilarious mm-hmm. to each other. And dude, it just so happened. This was at like 7.30 at night, and I was hangry. I hadn't eaten since like 11 a.m., Yeah, and I was super, super mad, dude. Oh, yeah. And I, I, get it, I get in these like funks where everything just seems desperate until I get food, you know? And, and poor KK, God bless her, dude. She's trying like, like a champ to engage me in conversation that will distract right. me from the loud table. Dude, I'm low-key saying mean stuff about the table, like loud enough for them to hear it. Like, I kind of want to get into it, dude. I kind of want to get into it with them. Um, Ted wants to fight, man. Well, it's a it's a version of me that I don't let out of the bag too often, you know? Sure. And sure, it's, a, sure. it's a frisky, hangry, I'm over it. I'm like, we live in a society, you're in a public place, dial it back, dude. You know? Right. Like, right. just control yourself. And you're 60 years old, you know, like act yes. like it. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's not, yeah. Dude, if they were a bunch of 22 year old college kids telling ha-has, being a little tipsy, whatever, I get it. Um, but it's like, hey, yeah. you're 60. Let's level up here, you know. Right. Um, right. So anyway, I'm going through that whole journey 
And I'm doing the whole thing of like, and poor KK, dude. I'm like, screw this. We're leaving. You know, we've already ordered Cokes. Like, I'm like, forget it. We'll pay for the Cokes. We'll go. And then the kid comes to take our order. And so we end up committing to it. Long story short, the minute I get like two bites of pad thai into me, yeah, I change completely. I become like <laughs> an incredible guy, an incredible date, an incredible conversation <laughs> yeah. partner. Date Ted came back. Date like, Ted oh, came back, back dude. Back. Date Ted is back. We're having good times. <laughs> All's right with the world, you know. So, oh, man, dude. I've had some version of that experience a lot. I'm going to give you another. Okay, I needed that warm-up, and now yes, I got a couple okay. more. Okay. Um, okay. Right. We're going in the Wayback Machine now. Let's do it. It's our second wedding anniversary, and we're in Prague, okay? We're in the Czech oh. Republic, and, you know, we're there because we're serving, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes around the word serving, as, quote-unquote, <laughs> missionaries, in Lithuania for a year and part of this is we we get to travel around <laughs> travel around Europe for Christmas break which just sounds obnoxious oh, and suffering it is suffering for Jesus suffering for Jesus it is obnoxious dude it is completely obnoxious i'm at odds with that whole thing that could be a whole nother app josh that could be oh, a patreon 100% could be actually that could be a page we need to talk about like missions tourism in a patreon app um, Dude, I'm gonna start a new Patreon tab here of 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 topics that are too risque for yeah. the main, for the main channel. Topics that are a little yeah. too PG-13 for the main <laughs> yeah. channel. But yeah. um, this this story, as it were, involves some risque stuff. So we're in Prague, and we go to this <laughs> Middle Eastern restaurant because um, I don't think the Czech Republic is necessarily known for its culinary, you know, uh, excellencies or whatever. But we're in we're in this beautiful city. We both love Middle Eastern food. We go to this awesome Middle Eastern place that's like, I don't know, tapestries on the wall. And you're kind of reclining on these like, you know, sofas and and eating your food. And it was an amazing experience. And so we go to leave. And, and keep in mind, I'm like 21 years old because uh, I got married at 20, at 20. So I'm like 21, 22 years old here. And I ask for the check. And the lady's like, oh, no, 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 you, you need to stay for the show. And I'm like, I don't want to stay for the show. And she's like, oh, no, you have to stay for the show. And I'm like, no, 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 you, you don't understand. I'm American. I'm always in a hurry. Um, you know, a, a bit of a jerk. I got to go, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so long story short, a belly dancer comes out. And the belly, <laughs> the belly dancer is like, Pulling dudes out of the audience to like no, grind up against them. No, 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 no. And it's my wedding anniversary, dude. Dude. And KK's looking at me, and I'm looking at her. Get out. Get and I'm like, out, we gotta out. go. So we 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 like fled. We like fled the scene. I paid like for dinner. Joe's like Joseph from Potiphar's wife. Well done, my friend. <laughs> exactly. And this 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 lady was probably like dressed as Potiphar's wife. You know. I mean, it's all coming together. But uh, oh, yeah, it was wild. Gosh. That was a wild little deal, dude. Um, a very oh, awkward one. Um, okay. All right, let's all let's right, do. I've got one. I, I've got one for you. Yeah, dude, lay it on me, and then I got one for you. Okay. All right. So my wife and I are on a date, and it's kind of this nice restaurant. No, it's not. It wasn't even a nice restaurant. I forget mm-hmm. where we were. Anyway, uh, we're on a date, and we're sitting there, you know, talking, having a good time, and mm-hmm. then I start to. I don't know about you, Ted. And mm-hmm. This is something that actually. Lo- drives Lauren kind of crazy. Yeah. Um and and I've really tried to work on it but it's just 
it's just who I am. Sure. <laughs> okay. When I'm when I'm in a public setting, okay. I am a massive people watcher. Yeah, sure. Like like massive, right? So if Naturally. we're at a restaurant, yeah. if we're at a restaurant, right, and something is happening that is out of the ordinary for restaurant, you know, regular restaurant fare. Yeah. I am zeroing in on that. Okay. And I'm I'm doing everything that I can to figure out, okay, what's going on here? Because yeah. I'm massively curious and I want to know, right? Sure. So something like that started happening. All right. Okay. So Lauren and I are eating. We're sitting there talking, having a great mm-hmm. time. You know, she's enjoying my my you know uh, the charm that you're bringing to the table. The charm, everything you know, else, yeah, you know, yeah. The attention that I'm giving to her. Oh her yeah, only, right. You know, wonderful. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then that starts to wane a little bit because the to the table to my left. All right, I see a very interesting scene, which is something you don't see often. Okay, okay. I see a young boy. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I mean, he was probably fifteen, okay. fifteen or sixteen, uh, and then a girl sitting opposite him. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much, I would I would say of the same age. Okay, and then both sets of parents. Okay, okay, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> Christian Day, weird. gotta be. This is weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of the first thing that goes in my mind. Yeah, is 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 first thing that goes in my mind. I'm like, huh, this is kind of weird. So now my interest is peaked. Sure, because I want to know what's the dynamic here. What's happening here? Is this a is this a is this a chaperoned first date? Is like what's happening because you don't see this every day. I want to know what is the social dynamic happening to the table on my left. Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm you know as I'm talking to 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 Lauren, you know I'm I'm giving the side eye and I'm doing that that thing. I don't know if you try to do that thing where you try to listen to two things at once. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you Been know, so that. so my right ear is listening to my wife, my left ear is listening to the table, and I'm trying to like zone back and forth from. <laughs> Yeah. conversation to try to piece it together outstanding and i start hearing things like that and they aren't they aren't quiet right okay i start hearing things like the parents so okay i picked up right off the bat ted mm-hmm. this is not a this is not a happy meeting oh no okay this is not a happy meeting oh boy okay dude i hear one of the dads say do you realize what you've done? Oh no! I hear one of the moms say, uh, "You have a lot of decisions that you now have to make." Okay. Ooh. And I hear another one of the moms say, uh, uh, "You know, you guys need to be able to you, like. You guys are going to have to work this out on your own. Oh, you know, we're here wow. to help you, but you guys have to work this out, dude." Tough. I pieced it together. Okay. Did a little sleuthing. <laughs> I did a little sleuthing. Okay. okay. Yeah. My bro, uh-huh. <laughs> I uh, he 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 knocked up his girlfriend. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's where Dude. that was going. And they're Absolutely. having they're having the meeting. Of course, they're they having the meeting in a public place. That's brutal. Dude, they brought their kids to a public restaurant to discuss what the future <laughs> is going to be for them and their baby. That restaurant is ruined to them forever. You Dude. Know. I was when I when I found it out I was I one I was all in like, yeah. yeah oh you what gotta you be. do yeah like, you like, gotta be you you, you gotta you focus thinking? up on that yeah in this yeah. economy dude uh, I it was the most awkward mm-hmm. like I I was I was side glancing these kids yeah they were they were just like it was the most awkward thing like. Th- any little decibel raise from their parents, yeah. the kids are like looking around, like, yeah. like you know, who's listening, who's listening, you know. 
dude, these parents brought their kids to have this talk at a public restaurant. Hey, what what kind of restaurant was it? Dude, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Okay. I want to say I want to say it was like Olive Garden. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, or something to that effect. Yeah. It might have been Outback. Oh, great. Like, like it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like a fancy fancy place. Yeah. You know, like my wife and I were just going on like it was like a Wednesday night and we're like, "Hey, sure. let's just go get something to eat. Let's go on a yeah. date, right?" Yeah. And Dude, like they picked that rest. They picked a restaurant for for starters, which yeah. That's my first question. Yeah, where who does that? Yes, like who goes to a public place? Yeah, to have this conversation with your kids. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that like there really is no blueprint for how to have that conversation, you know, but. I would also think you would want to have it in a in a very private setting, you know, so that emotions I, could be expressed and you I know, would think feelings would think, feelings could be shared. Yeah, yeah. But thankfully they didn't because I got to experience that oh, man. entire thing. Dude, that's with wild. Those kids. That's super wild. I got another one for you. So Throw it on me. Yeah. I've probably told this story before. Maybe you've heard it, but um this would have been 10, 11 years ago, we're right at the end of our time living in Michigan and the Michigan journey through the winter was one of just from about November through March, you're just in agony. You're in weather agony. You're seeing the sun once a month if you're lucky. You're dealing with snow and ice on the regular and it just sucks, dude. And it just kind of grinds you down emotionally. But then you get into March, you start getting like maybe a little crackle of sunshine. And by April, you're really feeling like it's still cold, but man, the sun's out. Like I can see spring on the horizon. But what happened was this was a Sunday and we were going to church and there were these big fat flakes of snow falling. Mm. And dude, I was super mad. I was really <laughs> doing the self-pity thing at a high level. Like, I don't believe this. This sucks. I thought we were out of the snow. Um, and I'm really, really mad, right? Right, right. So we go to church. And then we go to this uh, this place that was tremendous, dude. You would have loved it. Lou and Harry's Greek Grill. And Ooh, you could get yeah, like gyros there and like Greek salads and all kinds of amazing food. And it was kind of a... A lunch regular rotation place. And it was kind of a place where you go like up to the counter to place your order and then you wait at the table and and then they call your name and you go get it. So we were in that moment. We had placed our order. We were waiting at the table and the boys were pretty little. They were probably in, I don't know, maybe Tris was in like fifth, sixth grade. Mazzy would have been in like first or second grade or whatever. Okay. And KK was for some reason like going to town lecturing Tristan on some like theological point I think it was like depravity or like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was it was some kind of like heavy theological point and she's just giving him an earful on it meanwhile right. like this older gentleman in the restaurant is choking and <laughs> he's choking I can hear him he's kind of struggling <laughs> And then finally, he puts his his hands around his neck in the universal sign of like, I'm like, choking and I need help. This isn't going. This isn't going away. This isn't going away. Yeah. This isn't yeah. going the way I wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I look at 
the kid, the college kid who's like working the counter at Lou and Harry's and he kind of shrugs and like <laughs> looks back at me and I'm like, okay, I'm on. This is, this is the moment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go to this gentleman, I go behind him and Josh, I start it, administering the Heimlich maneuver. What a legend. Basically, as I've seen it done on like movies and television yes, shows. Exactly. And I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we like trying to, I'm trying not to break this guy's rib because he's a little bit older, blah, blah, exactly. blah, the whole thing. All the while, I'm trying to get my wife's attention for two reasons. One, like, I need you to pray for me in this moment that like right. this food comes up and I can save this guy's life. You yeah, know, and I, two I, I don't want I don't want a man dying in my arms at dinner. I don't want a man dying in my arms while it's snowing in April. That would just completely <laughs> kill the vibe, right? Like so So I'm like, pray that this goes okay, right? And then right. number two, I'm like, I'm about to save a dude's life. Watch and me. you're you're gonna miss it. You know, yeah. you're gonna miss it yeah. because you're bloviating our son to death about some <laughs> theological point that he probably can't even understand in fifth grade. You know? <laughs> so like <laughs> lo and behold, I'm giving this guy the Heimlich. Okay. The food comes up. Dude and, legend. Nice. Yeah. Job, he thank you, dude. Have I not told you this story before? I have I, never I, heard this story, yeah. but 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 well done you. So yeah, like like everything goes well. The guy's like, yeah. you know, he kind of mutters, thank you, and, and I go back to my table and I'm like, hey, you know, I just saved this dude's life over here, this old guy. Yeah. She missed the whole thing. No. Yeah, she missed the whole Wait, thing. Wait, so okay, okay. She didn't even see she didn't even see you get up. No. No. Dude. I, I didn't even exist to her in that moment. <laughs> it's as though I wasn't there. Yeah, because when she's mid when she's mid lecture, dude, the world the world kind of ceases just, to exist. Just yeah. pinholes. It's a tunnel. It's tunnel vision. So, dude, yeah. she didn't even see you get up, dude. Didn't I'm hear it. Didn't see it, dude. This yeah. is comedy gold, dude. So yeah. like the camera is set faced on her and Tris as she's mm-hmm. delivering this lecture in the background. I blurred out, out of focus, yeah. is Ted doing the Heimlich on an old guy. Yeah, behind some older gentleman, just <laughs> kind of going to town just, on him, just you know. Going to town on <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Classic. Dude, and then you come back like slight, like slightly, slightly sweaty, like oh wow. yeah. And you just sit down, and she turns to you and like, so what are we gonna eat? And you're like, did you not? Like, hey, I've, I've just been through something, you know. I've, I've just, just been, been through, through something. something that could have been rather traumatic right. for me. Really wanted to share it with you, but no big deal, you know. Yeah, I'll just fill you in oh, verbally on it. Oh, provided dang. you're done lecturing our son, I don't want to oh, impinge no. on that at all, you know. So Far be it for me to interrupt minute Dude, 20 of that, you know. So. That's amazing, man. Yeah, that's, that's that. such a funny story. That's that story. Um, yeah. It was, oh, my it was gosh. Something. All right. Well. That is a great place to end this ep. Uh, that's that that's a funny story. Well, congrats, <laughs> Ted, to you on having the wherewithal and the gumption to to try something you had only seen in the movies. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and, I, and, it, and it worked just like it did in the movies. I so think I had he, to try it, or the guy would have died. So he probably uh, would have. He probably dude. It was like it, it was like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you've ever seen <laughs> yes. that show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, Ted just sits down and the music starts. It's like nobody's. I'm a verifiable hero. Yeah, and yeah, this guy was choking on his hummus. Yeah, and oh my goodness, that's crazy. Wild times, dude. Well, Ted, I you know vicariously, I'm impressed by you. 
Well, thank so, you. Look at that. I think you would have done the same thing. I think anybody I would have. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Only I would have had the war in my mind would have been: Do I start with the slaps to the back, or do I go straight to the Heimlich? Dude, I did some back slaps. I did. Did you? Okay. And that was See, not that, working. That's yeah. what I would have done. Yep. Yeah. That was not yep. working. And this guy again, he was, he was a little bit frail. I was afraid I was going to hurt something back there. So we just we just went right into the Heimlich. Right into it. Right into yeah. it. Yeah. Good for you. Good good wear with all Ted. Well, I appreciate you're, it, man. Thank you're good you. under pressure, buddy. I appreciate it. Nice I job. think I am. I'm not good under just normal banal circumstances, like having a loud group of people next to me, but I'm I am I am good if one of them's dying. You know? Ted, yeah, Ted's like if there's a drunk person next to me, I am a freaking animal. But yeah. if that drunk person is dying, I'm there for you. Then I'm their best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's complicated, dude. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. the complicated relationship. There really yeah. is. <laughs> All right. Well, Ted, we're going to get out of this one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, we thank you for listening. You know what you can do if you want if you feel like you have, you know, a question that you've been choking on and you want us to give you the podcast Heimlich. Yeah, this is a radio Heimlich. This is is a radio Heimlich. You want Ted or I to come up behind you. (laughs) <laughs> and go to town <laughs> in a Heimlich way. In a Heimlich, to be clear, in a, Heim- yeah. in a Heimlich way. Yeah, uh, shoot those questions over <laughs> because we love answering your questions. We do. Um, you can uh, reach out on any of the platforms at Cluckcast. Uh, we're on all of them. Make sure to go do that. We really appreciate it. We thank you guys for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck. 